Hey everybody, welcome back to OK Opera. My name is Sam Briggs. I am a trained opera singer and programs coordinator for Tulsa Opera, and I'm with my lovely co-host. Hi, my name is Nicole Wood. I am Tulsa Opera's outreach assistant, and I started off as an intern, and now me and Sam are doing this podcast. Come on, full-time positions with benefits. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I can live this life. Yes. We're debriefing about Puccini and Verdi play ball. Yes. It was a wild ride. We got a lot to fill you in on. Nicole, yes. how are you feeling after the show? Oh, man, Sam. <sighs> it was a week and a half ago. It was a week and a half ago. It feels like way so much longer than that. It's crazy. But to be honest, Sam, I I think the show went really well. Yeah. I think the week before the show was kind of crazy, like weather-wise, yeah. and y'all will hear more about that later in the episode. Stick but around. We got some <laughs> We got, we some, got some drama. We got some drama. But yeah, no, I think with everything that was happening, I think it really went great. Like it was a great show. The weather was awesome. It was a bit it was a bit chilly. It was a bit chilly. But you know, everyone was I know irking to pull out their sweaters and coats anyways. Let's be real. I mean it look, it's fall and yeah. I'm here for it. I it am is too. autumn. And um <laughs> I have to say I really enjoyed the pre show party. It was no, a lot of fun. It was so fun. That spinach artichoke oh. girl. The spinach no, artichoke like, dip. Y'all, the spinach artichoke dip almost stole the show. <laughs> we can't say it. We, can, we are still talking about the spinach artichoke dip. Spinach artichoke dip. Say that five <laughs> times fast, Sam, please. That's my new warm-up. Spinach artichoke dip. Spinach artichoke dip. Spinach artichoke dip. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Yeah. And James was there. James Blasco. Yes, he was. It was so great chatting with him. Kind of seeing someone in their element, like the night of the show. Like he put it on stage and he kind of had to let it go. Yes. Like, whew. I mean, I don't think it's easy being a director. And especially with all the ups and downs from all the weather and that all the crazy things week. in the week. So you we know. were there at that rehearsal where they had to, like, it started raining and they had to cover the set and to go yeah. back inside. Yeah, I know. They, ha- they had to be so... I mean, it's always stressful, but, like, that had to be just, like... Yes. But honestly, watching it, you cannot even tell that they had a crazy week of rehearsals because it all came together so beautifully. Oh my gosh, it was gorgeous. Yes, and it was so funny. So funny. They sounded amazing. Yes. So in the second inning, Mm -hmm. which was the little pre-show before Johnny Skiki, they did like some really tragic arias. Yes. One from Simone Bocanegra and then one from Madama Butterfly. Andrew and Danielle, like it was, yeah. like Chef's kiss. Yes. Like I can't even describe like hearing those arias on a baseball field like it just feels like it shouldn't go together but they were just like so in the zone and so in the moment it was fantastic yeah and not even to mention like just looking at the crowd like uh, there were people dressed up there were people you know in their baseball gear you know it was just it was such a great night with opera and you know all different kinds of fans. Yeah, everybody's really let great. loose. And the Jumbotron. I loved that because I knew exactly what was going on the whole time. I didn't feel like I was having to like work really hard to like watch the show. Mm-hmm. They really did. A, I mean, it was a stunning job. Yes, so beautiful. And were you expecting Puccini to win? I mean, I think I think it was obvious because I, I personally think Puccini is 
a little bit better than me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but... Barry's going to come back this Halloween and haunt you. I know, I know. He's going to dig himself out of whatever grave and float across the Atlantic. Okay, let's get it. I'm just still opera newbie. I think it's just... I just love comedy, Sam. I do think, if I can be a little, you know, trained opera singer for a moment. Yes. <laughs> I have to say, I think Puccini melodies are so much better. And I do want to give a shout out to the orchestra. Yes. Because there were only seven? Seven? seven people. And it's, I mean, it sounded like, it, like the whole stadium was filled with yes. musicians. The was sound great. was really great. So kudos to everybody involved. Yes. I was really lucky. Um, I got the chance to talk to some folks on the street after the show. Oh, did you? Yeah, That's I got to so hear fun. some, some folks from some High Note Club members and a couple of fans at the opera. Um, so why don't we give a hot take to some of their reactions from the yes, show? Yes, I would love to hear that. Yeah? yeah. Okay, let's hit the streets. Hit the streets. All righty, y'all. Thanks for being on the pod. So tell me, what was it like seeing an opera at the ballpark? Debbie, how about you? It was really exciting. Really there was exciting. lots of energy. Yeah. It was really fun to be here. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. How about you, sir? It was a grand slam. He's fired. He's fired. Don't listen to him. <laughs> and how about you, miss? I thought it was great. It's so fun to see opera somewhere not in a regular hall. It's so fun to be part of the community. Hey, Aubrey, tell me about being at the ballpark tonight. My boyfriend and I love going to the Tulsa Opera events, especially the ones associated with the High Note Club. When we found out that the Tulsa Opera was going to have another event on the field, we jumped at the chance to get tickets and even upgrade to sit in the suites this time around. We got to combine two things that we loved, being outside and attending an opera event. Fine. High Note Club member extraordinaire, what did you think of tonight? It was just really special and really memorable um, to feel the energy of the crowd and to see lots of different people there, lots of children, lots of families um, enjoying their time together and enjoying really beautiful music together under, under the stars and under the lights of the baseball field. So it was really, really special. Y'all, what was your favorite part of tonight's show at Johnny Skeeky at the ballpark? What was your favorite part, Finn? Uh, fireworks. The fireworks? <laughs> You're really excited for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keely? Um, I liked the end performance. It was very nice. You like a little bit of Oklahoma? Okay, okay. I'm here with Kara to hear what she thought of Puccini and Verdi play ball. It was lovely to be outside um, to sort of combine modern... America with traditional opera was so neat. The fireworks were incredible. I enjoyed the students that came down and did the national anthem and also sang beforehand. What a lovely touch to connect the opera to the Tulsa community. I'm here with Sarah Lindy. Sarah, can you tell me what your favorite, most memorable part of the show was tonight? Obviously, the biggest star was Wolzel, oh, but yes. aside from that, the costumes, the sound, the set, everything. Oh, thanks, Sarah. We all love an old dead guy, right? Right. <laughs> thanks for coming. Hey, y'all, I'm here with the O'Leary clan. I liked when Johnny Skeeky stole all their money. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with my wife, yes. We, I, look, I love money. We all love money, right? Yeah. Thanks for coming to the show, y'all. Now the 80s are getting some major praise, too. I really loved that it took place in the 80s. The 80s is one of my favorite 
time periods just because the fashion and everything that was going on. Um, so I love that um, I love that the costume designers and the set designers really uh, played into um, all of the wonderful fashion of the 1980s. I really enjoyed that it was set in the 80s. I loved the printer paper that came out as the will that everybody looked at when that unfolded. It was so funny. In addition to all of the live music, the orchestra sounded fantastic. As a bonus, the pink marbled floor was hysterical. Um, Gianni Skiki was such a wonderful performance, but the 80s flair, the, the costumes, the hair, it was an absolute scream. I really enjoyed it. I also noticed that the subtitles sort of uh, matched the era as well, which I appreciated. Hiya, Gary. What was your favorite part of the night? Uh, my favorite part of the night was probably just being at the ballpark watching the theater. Uh, I'm an athlete, so just watching the words collide was really amusing to me. And the fireworks show at the end was really great. I uh, loved that. And just overall, it was just a really good night with my girlfriend. I just want to give a huge thank you to everybody for letting me harass you on the streets after the show. And it was so amazing to hear all those great things because I know they truly work so hard to get this amazing show to be put together, especially with all of the ups and the downs and the squigglies and the squoovies yes. and all of the all of the fake words that I just made up. Um, <laughs> the squiggly. Yes. But um, uh, luckily, I got to talk to Dana, the assistant director of production. And, you know, she just gave us the inside scoop on what it all takes to put a show together at a baseball field. And let I, me tell y'all, it was not easy. <laughs> I Well, I love that because Dana is like the queen worker bee. Yeah, she, she is. is so and I'm so glad that she gave me a little bit of her time because I know, especially after a show, she was probably tired and all that stuff. So, oh um, Sam, why don't we go ahead and listen to that yes. conversation? Spill the tea, Dana. Hello, Dana. Welcome to the OK Opera podcast. I'm so happy that I can chat with you today. Before we get this conversation started, do you want to explain what you kind of do for the company? Sure. My title is Assistant Director of Production, and with the Director of Production, we manage basically all elements of any given show. So we handle all of the scheduling and the venue management, the design build process. We hire in um, costume and lighting and scenery folks to, to make everything happen on stage that you see. So basically, like, the production is like everything that happens at the ballpark and at the what we see you know right so sam and i are wanting all of our guests to know all the behind the scenes actions that might happen at an opera and especially when it happens at a ballpark because that's not something you have to <laughs> see every day since you're the assistant director of production for tulsa opera you'd be the perfect suspect for me to interrogate <laughs> <laughs> no but really i'm excited for you to answer all of our questions first off how was the puccini and verdi play ball from the backstage perspective did everything seem as great as it was watching it? This year, our production at the ballpark was a bit more difficult than it was last time. When we did Rigoletto last year, we lucked out with a solid week of absolutely perfect weather. That was very much not the case this go-around. Yeah, that does not happen every day. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen most of the days. So we got a, a typical Oklahoma, it might rain all week or it might not kind of situation. 
Yeah. Um, which did make things really difficult on the field. Uh, it rained three out of the five days that we were supposed to be in the field. Yeah. So it was, you know, hourly weather check-ins, you know, talking with all the production departments, seeing what we thought we could do when we got a bit of sunshine or even if the rain just backed off to a little bit of a sprinkle for yeah. the whole week. Man, that was that was so difficult because I remember I was so nervous because it was supposed to rain on Friday on right. the day of the show. And <laughs> for some reason, I guess the opera gods just like shined down their sunlight and it was like, oh, here is the greatest production for the ballpark and here's the good weather for it. So, um, yeah, I man, I cannot imagine dealing with weather on top of everything else that you guys have to deal with. It, it was a lot, no doubt, but we have a really solid team and we managed to, to squeak through it a little bit and not have to push back to Saturday, which was our, our rain out option. Yeah, yeah. Because who wants to work on a Saturday, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what is the difference between setting up a production outside on a baseball field and setting up everything in a art center, obviously besides the weather? Right. The weather is probably the number one biggest thing but the the other thing that people may not be thinking about is the turf on the baseball field oh okay it's being used as a soccer field right now but they are using it actively for their sports games and um they're very picky about what is allowed to be on their turf and how long it's allowed to be there for yeah so that we don't damage it so we had to bring in special decking that allowed a little bit of sunlight through, a lot of airflow through on the grass, and a lot of water <laughs> percolation. So that even though we had heavy things on the grass for yeah. five days, when we picked it all up, the turf was actually in pretty decent shape. We hadn't killed it. I do know from watching uh, Ted Lasso shout out um, that people are very picky on you know getting on field grass and unless you have like cleats on or something. So yeah, they they are very particular, understandably, about the condition of their turf. You know, they need to keep the games going well, support the safety of their players. But the operations team and field management over at One Oak have been absolutely wonderful both years and really helped us figure out the best way to put the show on the grass. Yeah. So when preparing for a show like Puccini and Verity play ball, like what does something like that look like? How long is the process? Like all that kind of good stuff. Uh, this this go around, I think we started planning this probably a year, nine months in advance, which was which was helpful. Last time we did it, and I think like six or four months. Oh, that <laughs> probably was not fun. It was it was very very fast. But this year we started out early, learned a lot of lessons from last year in terms of uh, increasing the calendar and how to better manage our limited time on the field. Even with the field production, uh, really three or four days is the maximum amount of time we can actually be in the stadium. So it's figuring out what all we can do and prepare and practice before heading over there. So was the first dress rehearsal on the field or? Yes, the first dress rehearsal was on the field on... We started on Wednesday evening and got rained out halfway through. So the first, actually the first full dress was performance day, <laughs> to oh, be honest. yeah, <laughs> Watching it from the stands, it looked really great. You could not even tell that you guys were dealing with rain or anything of like oh, that stuff. Oh, thank it, you. It looks so good. But I think that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for taking your time out to chat with me today. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, all right. See you later, Dana. Bye. I'm just so glad Dana made it through the week. Me too. Me like, too. I could feel it in the office. It was like a balloon ready to pop. Yes. Like it was just 
when we got to the show on Friday, it was like this glorious triumph. Like a breath of fresh air, literally, Completely. because it wasn't raining. So <laughs> <laughs> We were maybe going to have to do that show on Saturday. Yeah, and like... I needed a day of rest. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much buildup. But I will say, we didn't kill the turf. We did not. The show was a success. Okay, <laughs> opera! Yes. So what's coming up next for Tulsa Opera, for November 5th, we have Arias and Ales come out to Marshall's Tap Room Friday, November 5th, 7.30 to 9 p.m. It's just going to be a laid-back evening um, of song with Tulsa Opera. We're giving away prizes and featuring live entertainment by our local field strip resident artists. Shout out, shout out. Um, Free admission, cash bar, and all are going to be welcome. That's right. We're keeping that October 5th spirit Moving right along. I know. <laughs> it doesn't have to end. No, just keep the tap flowing. <laughs> and then we're doing them all in the night visitors. Yes, I and love TYO. Yes, our Tulsa Youth Opera. Y'all, these kids are going to be working so hard. Yes. Every year it's a new group of kids who get introduced to the show. It's about little differently abled kiddo who goes on this crazy adventure and um, gets to meet some magic kings. And he's got a mom who's had it up to here. But it's a sweet story. And I'm excited for this group of kids because they sounded so good doing the national anthem at the show. They sounded so great. I mean, flawless. Um, And then after that, we have Emmeline, which is like the next juggernaut of a show. Yeah. Um, If y'all don't know, Emmeline is um, an opera written by our own artistic director, Tobias Picker. Shout out. Shout out, shout out. We love a Grammy Award winning composer. (laughs) Come on, y'all. Yes. Um, But it's kind of like... I mean, it is a drama. Like, this woman, yes. Emmeline, goes through so much. It's based off, like, a true story that was immortalized by Judith Rossner's novel. Mm-hmm. The things that woman went through. Yeah. I just think a lot of people can... They feel it and relate yeah, and to the, it. Yeah, they can definitely relate to it. So I think it's definitely something that you're going to want to have a discussion group after with all of your friends. Completely. Um, I think everything's going to be so great and definitely be planning to buy tickets for Emmeline in February. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for joining us. Yes. And we are signing out of OK Opera. OK Opera. We'll catch y'all next time. Spinach artichoke dip. Spinach artichoke dip. Spinach artichoke dip. <laughs>